Hey there, I'm Scotty from Recharge, and on this episode of Hit Subscribe, we're chatting with Max Hennen, COO of Brickhouse Nutrition, a performance and wellness product manufacturing company. We focused our conversation around three topics with Max, how Brickhouse handles adversity, like the pandemic and supply chain delays, a detailed look at how they're planning for this year's Black Friday Cyber Monday, as well as the benefit that subscriptions provide to their brand and their customers. Max shared a lot of great advice about what they've learned from BFCM in the past, now it's informed their strategies this year, and there's a lot of great insight into the value of communicating honestly and transparently with customers about any issues or delays with receiving their products. So let's dive into the conversation. Max, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Brickhouse Nutrition? Absolutely. So my name is Max Hennen, and I'm the COO of Brickhouse Nutrition. We are a lifestyle brand that focuses on kind of just getting health into every hour of your day. So not really directed towards gyms, not really towards just one product, but just all over the place, general lifestyle health for you. So how did you land at Brickhouse Nutrition? Because I, you told me a bit about this in the pre-call and I think it's a fun little journey that you went on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a degree in finance, so obviously not really using that anymore, but um, our CEO and owner, Miles Grimard, had been in the supplement place for a long, a long time. And so we had a couple of different stores before this and uh, really wanted to go out and, and make his own product. Um, he was doing a lot of reselling before and that's just, just not what he wanted to do. So he got in touch with our current doctor, Dr. Mike Kim, and they formulated our first product um, foundation. So, you know, a product for ourselves um, and, and one that we would be proud of and not just reselling other people's stuff. So I had known Miles through, um, through uh, high school and uh, we reconnected back to Africa college and everything. And he said, kind of, here's what's going on. I was working again, finances section, IT project management. Um, and so I was starting to just kind of, you know, learn the business about like through miles and started kind of moonlighting for him. Um, at that time we were doing 10, 10 orders a day, me and him out of his apartment. And, you know, each one of those orders would take us 20 minutes to do, cause we had no idea what we were doing. Um, Obviously, we, we've gotten a little bit bigger. And uh, as we were getting a little bit bigger, uh, Miles is, you know, pushing me and pushing me to you know, quit the job and, and come over and work for him full time. And, and I happily did. It was a good decision. And uh, so it's been me and him growing it ever since. Um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. What do you remember most about like that decision? Do you remember where you were when you were like, all right, I'm going to quit this job and, and try this? Like, what were the thoughts going through your head? Yeah, yeah. So we were both in Columbus, Ohio. That's where we grew up. Um, we're, we're in Texas now, but I had a pretty, pretty steady, pretty cushy, easy, easy job. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad at all. Um, and Columbus at the time wasn't too big for startups. It, it is now, and you know, Intel's going there and everything. It's, it's going to be huge, but I, I had a house, my family there, my friends were all there. Like I was pretty much set and, you know, like, this is going to be easy. This is my life now. And then Miles kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And <laughs> Uh, sure enough, he, he wore me down, but like I said, I'm, I'm glad he did. Cause you know, this has been a great move. So, um, it was hard at the time, uh, but, but I'm very happy that we went through with it. Awesome. That's so good to hear. Was subscriptions always part of the plan when, when you were putting Brickhouse together, were you thinking, I mean, this just makes sense to have it on a like recurring cadence. When did that come into the picture? Yeah. So it, it has always been around. And in fact, when Miles's sales pitched to me to come over, I remember he was like, we've got eight subscribers. It's awesome. I was like, <laughs> cool. Okay. Look, eight people. That's, that's sweet. I don't know if I want to quit my job and come over here for eight yeah. people, but, uh, it has, it has always been around. So, um, 
it really has become a focus for us in I'd say the past two, three years. Um, it, it's it's great. The subscription aspect is I think great both for the business side and for and for the customer side too. Uh, business side, you know, we can forecast everything better. We have steady income. Um, we don't really have down days because the subscriptions can keep us afloat. It's fine. Um, customer, especially in, in the health and supplement area that we are, um, you can't just take something for a month and then get off of it and assume it's going to work. Um, so the subscription thing for the customers is, is great. You know, they, they get it on time. They don't have to worry about coming in and reordering it. All of our products are 30 days worth. So it makes, you know, a month cadence pretty easy for them to choose. Um, it, and it benefits them, you know, if they don't need to worry about it, it just shows up at their door and they're like, oh yeah, I, I got to keep taking this. Um, you know, the longer you take health foods, it, it's going to, it's going to benefit you. I was talking to a mu- another merchant on recharge and, and she was saying the same thing that when you're centering your products around something that's habit forming subscription just totally makes sense because it helps the customer, you know, it helps them buy in, it helps them invest and then it helps them see those positive results. So totally makes yeah. sense. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, most, most of the stuff when it comes to health, take time to, you know, you can't take it one day and then it's going to work. That's just not how it works. It's not how it does it. So yeah, you know, stay on the subscription, stick with it. It's, it's only going to benefit the customer in the long term. So let's jump forward a couple of years. Uh, how was the pandemic for you guys? Because it was different for every brand. Some brands saw a huge increase as people went online. Um, but how did it go for you guys when the pandemic hit and stores locked down and there was a rush for DTC? But uh, well, I know from talking to you, it impacted you guys in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a weird time. Um, yeah. We didn't see the big spike that a lot of e-com had. Um, so like I said before, we, we kind of have a, a wide range, a, a wide array of products. Um, so we do have some workout ones and, and those took a hit because all the gyms were closed. Nobody was going, nobody had bought the home gyms yet. You know, now everyone and, and their mother has one, but, um, at, at the time it was just, nobody was working out. Um, so, you know, our workout line did take a bit of a hit. What actually floated us up is our, our number one product is called feel the greens. It's a superfood powder. So fruits, vegetables, um, stuff like that, just easy way to add nutrition. Um, and that actually went up, you know, cause nobody was going to the grocery store. No one wanted to want, nobody wanted to fight for toilet paper or, you know, everything was sold out. So, um, we, we pretty much, um, just stuck with our, our growth that we've had, uh, the past couple of years. So no huge spike, no decrease. It just kind of consistently didn't change too much for us, which, which was nice, you know, uh, yeah. you know, we all got to come into the office and keep working like we, we had been. So uh, it would have been cool to see a big spike, but you know, we're, <laughs> We're happy we didn't lose anything for sure. Do you guys kind of have an internal philosophy on adversity? I know you have a smaller team. How do you approach those questions when you're seeing like, okay, we're about to go into something totally uncharted. How do we handle this? We know our, our workout prep might, might not be flying off the shelves here. How do you approach those kind of challenges that arise for you guys? You know, like you said, we do have a small team, so it's pretty easy to be agile. Um, you know, we don't need to get okays from up and down the chain. We don't have a lot of waiting because it's pretty much just us making the decision. So I think that's that was crucial because um, we did have to pivot pretty quickly when all this started to to hit the fan. Um, and it did on you know every aspect of our supply chain from you know from sourcing all the way down to getting the product to the the final consumer. Um, it was a challenge at every single thing, but it was really you know sit down, figure out what we can do uh, to get around it. And, and make that decision quickly so that, you know, we, our customers weren't waiting for a resolution or, you know, we're waiting too long for resolution. Perfect segue. Cause I'd love to talk to you about the supply chain. We were talking about that earlier. How has that impacted you guys? Because it's ingredients for you guys as well. Right. 
Right. Yep. So, um, you know, half the companies just stopped selling everything or, or we had markups of 700% on one ingredient and you know, our products have 10, 12, 15 ingredients in all of them. So, um, that, that went crazy. You know, they started charging for pallets, cardboard. Uh, we had to change bottle colors cause we couldn't source our normal bottles, lids, scoopers, desiccant packets, everything, every single thing had something happen to it. And it was just like one after another crazy. Um, and, and so it, it's, we just kind of had to deal with it, right. You know, try and find other sources. In some cases we were able to, sometimes we just had to wait or, you know, pay the markup. Um, it, it, it kind of became what it was. Um, luckily, you know, it's kind of better now, you know, we're mm -hmm. still facing some of those challenges, but, um, it, you know, it was frustrating for us, you know, waiting for the backlash from customers of, you know, you, I'm on the subscription and I'm supposed to get this on time. It's supposed to be the exact same thing every time, you know, what's going on here. And, and we found that just being straight up honest with the people was the best thing to do. So, you know, explain to them, Hey, we're trying our best here. You know, we're a small team. We're a small company. We're trying our best to get you the product that, you know, you've been paying for, you like, you deserve. Um, but here are the challenges we're facing. And we would just explain to that, you know, this, this one ingredient had 700% markup, you know, everything is delayed right now. We went from eight week lead times to 16 week lead times in a month. And so we were just very honest with them. And luckily we have a pretty good customer group. And I think a lot of other companies were going through the same thing at the same time. So we didn't get the backlash that we had, um, you know, prepared for. It was more of, Hey, no problem. Like you guys keep doing your thing. We're here to support you. And so that was really refreshing to see. Um, cause it was, uh, you know, it was hectic running around like small team, good to be agile, but everything comes right back on our shoulders. So, um, it was pretty scary at the time and, we're kind of getting through it. There's still some stuff, but yeah, it, it was, it was weird for sure. I love that you shared that insight. I was chatting with some merchants maybe two weeks ago now, and those are the questions they were wondering, how do I communicate this to my customers? Do I let them know? Just like you said, I fear I'll send this notification out to them and they'll be like, okay, I'm done. I'm turning out of here. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that, that, and I think it's important what you said where you're just honest and transparent. Yeah. You had mentioned too, um, when we were chatting in our pre-call, just like, uh, pretty much stating, Hey, we're a small team, you know, letting them know we're a small business. We're not some huge brand owned by a corporation. So, you know, this will affect us. And this is what's happening. Um, but yeah, honesty being the best policy there. It, it helps. And, and we kind of got that from, we have our CEO miles do, um, like a, a quarterly just email blast out that people say, Hey, here's our current state of, of the thing. So they're kind of used to hearing from us. Um, and I think that really kind of takes away that like the man, behind the company or, or, you know, the corporation yeah. behind, because a lot of our audience um, is tends to skew older. And so, you know, you're just looking at a computer and then you're just trusting that this something behind this computer is going to send you something that you're going to put in your body. And so when, when you send out an email from, you know, a personal aspect, I think that, you know, shows that it, it's someone you can trust. So is we never want to be, you know, hiding things from anybody, especially in, in the health area. So, um, we're happy with, with how it worked out. Um, and I think it just kind of built a better relationship between the customer base and, and ourselves. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, especially with consumables impacting your health. Having a face to the brand is, is so important. Exactly. I'm pretty sure you said this. So I just wanted to make sure, did you guys during, um, these supply chain issues, did you prioritize subscriptions or that might've been someone yeah. else? Okay, good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and so we still do that. Uh, like I said, supply chain is kind of better. Our, our lead times have gone down, but you know, pricing still up to where it is. And, and, you know, depending on some stuff, the, 
it, it, it's, it's still a little funky, but um, yeah, because, you know, we make a promise when we have someone subscribe, uh, we don't do prepays or anything like that. But when someone subscribes to say, Hey, you're going to get your product. Like, don't worry about it. This, this is a way to, to stay on top of your game. Um, so when we're coming down to, oh, oh my gosh, I still have a month before I can get my product in because everything has gone so wonky. Um, we would just turn off sales on the site. So no, no new orders could come in um, and make sure we could cover that time for our subscribers. So the subscribers didn't know anything changed, right? Like, like in, unless we ran, like ran out, ran out of that product, they just got their product right on time as it was. Um, so, you know, one of the benefits to subscribe, you, you get yeah. your, your backup product, but, um, yeah, I mean, those are our good customers, right? People who subscribed and liked the product. Um, we'd rather, you know, pay, pay or have them pay us to stick around, um, rather than, you know, getting the new customer, um, new customers are great, but you know, we got to treat people who've been with us for a long time as they, they should be treated. Yeah. Rewarding loyalty. And just like you said, like subscribers are more often than not your best, most loyal customers. So right. another perk to your subscription program, you don't necessarily have to outright say guaranteeing it, but prioritizing them as much as you can. It's just like a sound business strategy. Yep, <laughs> Speaking of sound business strategies. So we're recording this on the first day of September. It's probably going to come out in the first week of September. Black Friday, Cyber Monday is on a lot of people's minds. Uh, what strategy do you guys typically lean on? You've been through a couple of these when you're moving towards Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. So we've tried, we've tried a lot. Um, we, you know, we started with just Cyber Monday, you know, we're an e-commerce company. We've moved yeah. to Black Friday, Cyber Monday and, and, and tried that thing out. Um, what we did last year, and I believe what we're going to do this year too, is run the Monday before Cyber Monday, all the way through Cyber Monday. So a, a week long sale and we make it super easy. Um, just 30% off. We've tried the tiers, uh, based on how much you spend in everything. And it, you know, it just leads to questions most of the time. So 30% <laughs> off is the best sale we do. We don't do that at any other time of the year. Um, well, you know, I think the highest will go up to is 20, 25% for our, our sales during the year. So 30% always the best. And we're doing it for the full week. Makes everything easy, makes customers, you know, come in, buy. Um, and, and it worked great last year. So we have pretty high expectations for this year, but yeah, it, it's crazy. Like you said, that's September one. and. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm geared up for it already. Yep. I, I think the first question that comes through is like in July or June of every year, oh, yeah. Hey, you getting ready for black Friday. It's, it's crazy. So can't be too prepared for it. Let's put a button on that for the entire episode. You can't be too prepared for <laughs> it. Um, I wondered this when I was thinking um, about your strategy, do you let customers know that this is like the best sale? Like this is our best 30% or is that just kind of implied? How do you approach that? We, we, we do tell them. So yep, yeah. best sale of the year um, every time we run it. Yep. Cool. And then uh, you had mentioned, I mean, it's a very successful week for you guys. Do you see that when you look back at the whole year in sales, is this like the peak typically for you guys, this like five day event? Yep. Yeah. So uh, it, over the whole week, it's been our best week to date every year moving forward. Wow. Um, so it, it's, it is big for us. Um, personally, I, you know, it's fun to see, and it's a lot of pressure and everything that yeah. for all the sales to come running, uh, for us, sales do, you know, dive down afterwards. Cause everybody just bought everything they need yep. from us and from every other company on the world too. Um, so while it's fun to see all that money roll in at the same time and, and get all the product out the door, um, I don't know, I haven't done the research to see, you know, if it just because the drop-offs, if it evens up, I'm sure we actually end up up from it all, but, um, that's, that's another reason I guess subscriptions are great. Cause you know, if we didn't have those running right after the sale, 
everybody just bought their stuff. So we'd have a couple really down days afterwards, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's an intense time. What advice would you have to, let's say there's a new merchant and they're just going into their first Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, maybe they're still getting off the ground. They've got some subscribers under their belt, but do you have any advice for them as they approach this first big month, this big week that's about to hit them? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, make sure inventory is locked down, right? You know, whatever your lead time is or or whatever you, you budget for extra sales or everything, make sure you've got it. You don't want to run out and you don't want to, you don't want to run out during the sale, especially, but you want to have enough to float you until you get your next stuff in after the sale too. So I always order pretty heavy. Um, it's better to be sitting on it right now because we'll move it at the sale or else, you know, a couple extra weeks of, of sitting on a product isn't the end of the world for the money that we'll bring in during the sale. Um, with given the, the way that Black Friday and Cyber Monday is going, um, I think running a sale before, so like what we do the, the Monday before is kind of crucial now. Um, some companies are starting November 1, which I think is just a little absurd, but <laughs> you know, you do want to get to the customers. You want to get your stuff to them before they've spent all their money on everything else they're going to buy. So I think unfortunately getting ahead of the, the ball and running a longer sale is important. I think the full week is good. The, the one day or the two day sales don't do too well. Cause then you get a lot of people coming in and saying, Oh, I, I didn't see the email or I wasn't noticed notified of this. Can I still get this? Um, so the week makes it easier. Um, and if you're doing your shipping, we, we do all our shipping in house. Um, we, we always have, and we've got it down to, to a science that we don't think three PLs could, uh, could beat us at, um, <laughs> make sure you let your team know to, what to expect for it. Um, so you know, we have some turnover with new guys coming in and, and helping us ship and everything. So just be aware, like it's Thanksgiving weekend or it's Thanksgiving week, uh, you know, spend time with your family, but when it's work hours, it, it's going to be a little crazy. So it's our Super Bowl. Yeah. We, we got to hit the ground running here and, and just go yep. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious just from a, um, an e-commerce operator perspective, no shots, but some brands I've seen, um, they'll offer like, let's go 25% off on the Friday. You run that through the weekend. And then on Monday you raise it. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, now it's our 30% sale. We yep. caution against that because you're kind of hurting some trust with customers. But I wonder, is there anything you've seen that other brands do that you don't recommend or anything like that, that you guys have encountered in the past? We've tried that before. Um, not for Black Friday. Uh, it was probably a Labor Day or Memorial Day sale. And it was, yeah, say 20% off the weekend. And then Monday, you sent out another one. Last chance, it's now 5% higher than what it was. And all it did was not push any more sales through, but push 500 emails to the, to the customer service desk saying, refund me this extra difference I just bought. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely, a, I think, a distrusty kind of way to do things. Um, it didn't work as planned. <laughs> so I would advise against not, or yeah, do not do not do that. Um, other than that, you know, we've tried the tier approach of spend X, get more money off. It, it worked okay. I don't think it works just as well as the 30% across the board. The simpler you can make it, you just want to go right to the best thing you can give the customer. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. You, you give them too many options and, and you just play games with them and everything. They'll, they'll know. And, and it just doesn't end up, it hurts you. It hurts them. So just whatever you can give them, give them the best thing and just make it easy for everybody. I think you're giving away a great secret here. Not necessarily a secret. A lot of merchants <laughs> doing it too, but it is that, yeah, make it easy on yourself. Set up this discount, run it. Your customers will be happy. But I totally agree with you from chatting with people here, chatting with other e-commerce operators. 
it seems like consumers are going to pull their spend beforehand. So I, I love that idea of just a week before you kind of mentioned it too. Consumers only have so much spend to throw around around the holidays. So you want to make sure they're able to spend it on you before they, before yep. they run out of their hard earned cash. As we're closing towards the end of um, the podcast, we always kind of ask two questions. So the first one would be, what advice would you give to a subscription brand who's just launching? Let's forget that Black Friday Cyber Monday is around the corner. That might be too intimidating to think about. But if you you go back to, I'm just about to quit my IT job, what's something maybe you wish someone had told you um, for running a subscription brand? Yeah, I think whatever you can do to get someone to convert to subscription, do it. Um, So- when I first came on miles, you know, with the eight people, I was like, cool, that's, you know, subscribers basically. No, you don't understand how good a subscriber is and, and, you know, learning everything to where we are now, a subscriber is great. So whatever you can do, push it to them. So, you know, we offer the standard 10% off uh, when you, uh, any order that's a recurring order. Uh, we offer a free gift with your first purchase, which is a great way to get them to, uh, to, to move over. So, you know, we have powdered products, we offer shakers, Pill products, we offer little gym bags and stuff like that. So any nice little gimme they can have really goes a long way. And, and people people love free stuff, so that's an easy way to do it. Um, and let them know what they're what they're getting. You know, you're you're always going to have your product. You get back stock uh, protection. You're going to have it on time. You know, you're prioritized on our customers. So you just want to show them all the benefits that you can um, and get them over to that subscription because LTV goes through the roof. Um, they're good customers. It's there's no downside to having someone switch to a subscription pretty much. I love that advice. When you were talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday and how that surge in sales can then lead to, you know, the subscriptions going through. I was thinking of another merchant who was on here who kind of echoed the same thing where if you're running your brand and you're looking for customers and then all of a sudden you get your viral moment, if you have your subscription program set up, those customers stay. That wasn't just a one-time yep. purchase. So totally agree. I know I work for a subscription business, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm not selling you any snake oil here. It's it's true. I mean, they're your best customers and they'll help both you and the consumer. Okay. Your last question. It is subscription focused. Let's be real. Any physical products you subscribe to that you're getting on the regular? Are you getting coffee? Are you getting this toilet paper? Is there anything that's coming to your door regularly, uh, physically subscription wise? For me, surprisingly, uh, no, but I will give, uh, a shout out to Magic Spoon, uh, the oh, cereal yeah. brand. Um, I know, I know they're they're a subscription base, or they do a lot of subscription, and that stuff is awesome. So I yeah. think they're going to get me, and I'm going to cave and and be the first uh, subscription that I, that I I join up on. Love it, love it. Well, Max, we've loved having you on the podcast. Honestly, thank you so much for your transparency and selling all these things. It's so helpful and impactful. So we really appreciate that, and we wish you and Brickhouse Nutrition the best of luck for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the rest of the year. Thank you so much. This was a blast. I I appreciate it. We want to thank Max once again for joining us. If you're interested in Brickhouse Nutrition, you can head on over to BrickhouseNutrition.com. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, you can check us out at RechargePayments.com slash hit subscribe.